you can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet, creeping along the wall ninja style. She raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me. And she had her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear my sister on the top bunk say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. But now all of a sudden, the green orb comes towards our truck, then it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. Coming up, we got details about a haunted video that we posted, the haunted (laughs) F-bomb. <laughs> that we just posted a few days ago. Also, the resurrection of the Dead Pad of the Week. And Woo! we are revisiting a story from episode one in honor of our second anniversary because we dug a little bit deeper on that story and we found some incredible stuff. And just a quick reminder hauntedaf.com. That's where all the cool kids are hanging out these days. <laughs> you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, everywhere you can think of. So go check us out hauntedaf.com. That's also a really easy easy place to reach us like drop us a dm yeah. we're usually going to get it we got to send out big love to our new patrons jordan hennen and elite sauce gaming yes so become a patron go to patreon.com look for the haunted af page you know what we had planned to talk about the diatlov pass this week i had all right. these big plans to post links to it because i've been binging these podcasts about it well we ran out of time to do that so we're going to push that back for a couple of weeks we are okay. however now posting full episodes on YouTube because I, I was like, I wonder if people would actually listen to the episodes on YouTube. And one of the biggest, I mean, why not? yeah, one of our biggest complaints that we get on YouTube is that our videos are too short because we always just have oh. those short evidence videos. Yeah. So we put one up and we were like asking for feedback and somebody named Giuseppe Stromboli, which surely that's not a real name. I, <laughs> I mean, Italian dinner. So they wrote back and they were like, I love this because I get to listen to the podcast and all the evidence is there because we post the audio and we include video and the photos, but we're not really like the best of video production. So just keep expectations low. But all right, you ready to jump on into it? Bring it on, girl. Okay, this one's from Shoshana. So I grew up on the same farm that my mom and my aunt grew up on in Western Nebraska. And that farm has a very large pasture that we all liked to go hiking in. Being out in the middle of nowhere, this pasture is very, very quiet. If you stand stock still, there can be like utter dead silence out there. It's so peaceful. So one time when I was about 12 years old, I was walking up the canyon where the pond is. And the only sound was my feet crunching and swishing through the grass. And all of a sudden, behind me and to my right, I heard other feet crunching and swishing through the grass and people whispering. So I turned my head and I saw no one there. So I continued walking. And as soon as I turned back around, I heard a little kid's voice kind of whining and crying. And then an older kid's voice whispering, hurry up. So then I stopped and I turned around and I looked right where the sound was coming from and there was nobody there. So I never really talked about this to anybody until just recently. I visited with my mom and aunt who still live on the farm and I told them what I heard we kind of speculated that maybe it was a uh, an echo from their childhood. My mom is six years older than my aunt. Maybe it was a conversation that they had when they were hiking through the pasture. Who knows? Or maybe it was the ghosts of the people who lived on that farm before 
my grandparents bought it back in the 30s. But I definitely heard it. It wasn't scary. It was just kind of interesting. So that's my story. I don't know why the idea of just like walking through this quiet pasture and hearing mm-hmm. voices, that really mm-hmm. scares the shit out of me for some reason. Yeah, because do you not just jump to, I'm about to get kidnapped or killed or something? <laughs> like people are following me into the woods? That's terrifying. See, I'm an idiot because I wasn't even thinking that. I'm thinking <laughs> ghosts, but you're right. Actually, <laughs> you might be in real legitimate danger. <laughs> I also don't like the thought of it being an echo from like when her mom was six years old. It is freaky, but I really kind of feel like there might be more to the echoes. Like when we interviewed Dave Schrader back over Halloween, he had a story about this man, his grandmother had always told the story about seeing these shadows of people walking through their house. And then right. later on, after his grandmother passed away, he saw her ghost sitting in the chair. And Dave Schrader mm-hmm. had put the two together that maybe the grandmother had seen the shadow of this guy seeing her yes. after her death. I was like, yes, that's freaky. Yeah, it is I freaky. Feel like voices are the same thing. Like, I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, this next story comes from Trevor. And Trevor says, at home, one time, my wife was giving the kids a bath. They got into a screaming match because I guess bath time is stressful. Oh, my God. Bath time is so stressful. <laughs> It is the worst. I don't know what it is. I would, God, when I read this story from Trevor, I was like, I remember just like screaming at my kids and my kids screaming in the bathtub. And there was always like Mm -hmm. one kid who would poop in the bathtub while you're trying to bathe both of them or something awful like that. So, yes, Trevor, bath time is stressful. So he goes on to say, I went in to see if I could help, but I got stressed too and started yelling. (laughs) Not a good parenting moment, obviously, but that's what happened. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, both sinks in the bathroom turned on full blast. Holy crap. Everyone went silent and stared at the sinks that no one was touching. I turned them off, but they were so far open. It was like closing a pickle jar. Oh, wow. Uh, The house is 125 years old, so the plumbing isn't original. The bedroom next to the bathroom also seemed to be hiding in empty space. Oh, my God. We just saw this. I know. The empty space on the TikTok girl's house. Ah! Uh, my wife measured and felt sure there was an extra room, so we ripped down the wall and found it. A small room with a hundred-year-old wallpaper, oh, original baseboards, and lots of dust. Holy oh. crap! <laughs> So he says it's now a closet in my daughter's bedroom, but she'll never sleep with the closet door open. If it is opened, she interrogates everyone in the house to find out if one of us did it or if it opened on its own. Oh, and here's the thing. She doesn't know anything about how they found the closet. Oh, my God. Do you tell her? No. That'll make it worse. I know, but that's really creepy. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, okay. Give them the email address real quick. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear your stories. Yes. So send us your stories. And also, we're going to be doing promo swaps with other podcasts right now. Like, here's one. Hey there, I'm Tara. And I'm Jessica. And together, we co-host the podcast, Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal. Or murder. Join us on Mondays for full-length episodes where we discuss our favorite paranormal stories and true crime cases. And join us again on Thursdays for our mini-sodes called Stabby Snippets, where we tell you all about true crimes happening in the news. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, wherever the hell else you listen to your pods at. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by using the handle at 3 Spooked Girls. Come and hang out with us and get your spooky on while we scare the hell out of you. 
So if you have a podcast that you really like that you think we should reach out to about a promo swap, let us know. Again, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. All right, so this next story comes from Jamie. Hey, you guys. Great job on the podcast. Absolutely love it. I'm addicted. The laughs are contagious. I am in love with you guys. Anyway, my name is Jamie. Growing up in southern West Virginia, I lived up a holler. And I don't know if you're familiar with what that is, but it is basically a valley between two mountains, okay? It's a back road, basically. So we knew everyone. We were super familiar with the area. One night I was up late. My mom and sister were asleep. So I'm up watching TV. All of a sudden, I heard a baby cry, like squalling. This baby was upset. I was so confused because no one around us had a baby. So I got up kind of looking around, and I could not find the source of this cry. So I went woke my mom up, told her what I heard. And she's like, oh, Jamie, go to bed. It's probably just a big cat making an excuse like moms do so they don't terrify their children. That made me feel better. But as an adult, I have searched all the different cat sounds, fox sounds, rabbit sounds. Animals make some scary noises, but nothing Mm -hmm. sounded as legit of a baby as what this did. I could hear the breath sounds. I mean, it it was a baby. So anyway, we chalked that up to being some kind of animal. We have no idea what it is. Do I believe that? Absolutely not. Um, A few nights later, it was probably around midnight, I'm sitting on my bed and I hear by my window, which is by my headboard, someone whispering my name, Jamie. Jamie, Jamie, three times. And I'm kind of like, what the frig? I look out the window. I didn't see anyone. I went, woke my mom up. Oh, honey, it's probably someone just playing a trick on you. Ah. You sure about that? So, of course, I didn't get much sleep that night. And the last thing that I'll tell you about that happened around this time, I went down the road. I I walked down the holler (laughs) to catch the bus. And it's still dark out, you know, because I had to catch the bus at awful hours. And it's still dark out. And I'm looking, you know, just kind of gazing off. And there's a mountain ahead of me. And I see this huge spotlight shine up on the left side. And then all of a sudden it's on the right side. And then it's on the left side. And I'm sitting here thinking, what is going on? What is that? I don't know what it could have been. Is it something paranormal? UFO-ish? I don't know. I But uh, if anyone out there has similar stories, it'd be greatly appreciated. I know these things happened. Southern West Virginia, I was only 30 miles from Pikeville, Kentucky. And I don't know if you guys have watched the series called Hellier, but these things sound really familiar to the things that I experienced. Um, I hope you guys have a phenomenal day and keep up the great work. Thank you, Jamie. First of all, I can't hear holler without singing, I was born a coal miner's daughter. <laughs> born a butcher holler. I, and I spared you. I didn't actually do it, but I was doing it in my head. I was waiting for you to start singing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, nobody wants that. Um, but I also Googled this Hellier show because I haven't watched yeah. it. Had you heard about this? I have not. Okay. Well, thankfully, you can watch all of the episodes online. So we will post a link to that. Again, hauntedaf.com. Go to episode seven, season five. You'll be able to watch all of the episodes. But it's about the Kentucky Goblins. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> There are goblins in Kentucky? Girl. Yeah. Seriously, I actually didn't go too far into it, but it seems like there's a whole lot of scary shit going on there around West Virginia and Kentucky. So again, go find that at hauntedaf.com. This next story comes from Paul. Hello, this is Paul from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Really enjoy the Haunted AF podcast. And I figured it was my time to chime in and tell one of my few haunted stories. So I've owned my house roughly around eight years. And when we got the house, we always used to limit our nephew to which floors he could go on. So as time went by, he was around three or four years old, and he started becoming very interested in our basement. 
So finally, my wife was like, well, just go ahead, take him downstairs, let him have a look, let him get it out of the system. So we go downstairs, go around the corner, and he's checking out the laundry room. And then he goes to the half bathroom, and looking around over there, and uh, he decides to take another peek into the laundry room, and he points to the corner next to the dryer, and he says, hey, where did the man go? And I looked at him, and I was like, well, what man? He says, the man that was over there. Well, there's the space between the dryer, and there's a closet that has a curtain on it. So I said, well, why don't you go upstairs by your Auntie Sarah? And as he goes upstairs, I grab a ball-peen hammer, (laughs) and I throw back the curtains, you know, wondering if there's something over there that I didn't want taking me by surprise. And there's nothing there. So... Go upstairs, and my wife asks him, did you see somebody downstairs? And he says, yeah, I saw a man. He was really skinny. Oh, was he young? Was he old? Oh, he was really old. She says, well, what did the man say to you? He says, nothing. He just smiled at me like this. And he tilted his head, made his eyes really big, and made this really creepy smile. Me and my wife just kind of looked at each other. Well, all right. So he goes to walk off into the kitchen, and he turns around, and he comes back, and he says, oh. He taps on his throat and says, he had a hole in his neck. So I'm going to out. And I know we have some older neighbors. So I talked to the old man, the elderly man across the alley, and I said, hey, your friend that lived here. For 40 years. You said he died from cancer. I said, what kind of cancer was it? He said, well, he died from uh, lung and throat cancer. I said, he didn't have a tracheotomy, did he? He says, no. I know he was going to be going in for surgery for a tracheotomy, but uh, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Well, after that, we'd babysit my nephew, and my nephew would be like, can I go downstairs? And I was like, no, let, let's just stay up here. And he would say, but I want to go and see man. Ooh. And I would just look at him and I said, uh, I'm sorry, man moved. <laughs> and that's my haunted story <laughs> of my nephew creeping me out. No more man. Absolutely no. No, no more man. No. Isn't it funny, though, that the kid, like, wouldn't you lead with the fact that this thing had a hole in its neck? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you would think. But he, it's like a side note after the fact. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He had this huge hole in his neck. Got no biggie. Hole. Yeah, no big deal. Can I give a shout out to Paul and his amazing accent? Yes, <laughs> I know. As soon as he started, as soon as that audio came in, I was like, I love you. I love you. And in fact, dudes, we get lots of emails from men. But it's so great to hear your audio. So, guys, don't be scared to send the audio. We love your voices. All right, this next one comes from Pauline. She says, my husband passed away over a year ago from stage four colon cancer. I want to remind everybody to start getting their colonoscopies at age 45 and that March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. He was diagnosed at only 47 years old. So when wow. he passed, a very good friend of mine came over to pray over his body. And while we were praying, the lights in our bedroom started to flicker like crazy. Well, later that same night, my mom slept with me so I wouldn't have to be alone. Right before I turned off the light, it started to flicker. Now, that's never happened before. My mother was terrified and she just pulled the sheets right over her head. (laughs) Also, after he passed, one of our daughters told me that she sees him in her dreams. She said he's in a resort type area that looks really beautiful. She also said that daddy is holding a little girl and that they look happy. We lost a baby years ago, but we've never told our other children about it. How amazing is that? Oh, my God. 
my goodness. I seriously got the chills. Oh. I hope it is like a resort, honestly. No kidding. Dead of the week. Yay! Oh, and Rebecca, if you want to get your scolding mom finger out for something. <laughs> <laughs> Dead pet of the week story? No. Well, yes for those, but no one's sending the theme songs in right now. Oh. We need some of those. Haunted AF podcast at gmail.com. Please send us your dead pet of the week jangle. Hey, ladies. My name is Liz, and I'm from Atlanta. Uh, I wanted to let y'all know about my dead pet of the week. (laughs) It's my family's ghost cat. And this story actually originates many years before the U.S. was even a country. And my many, many, many times removed great-grandmother immigrated from England and she settled in the mountains of North Georgia. When she was there, she lived in a tiny little village and she met a man named Joseph and her and Joseph, as people do, they fell in love. They got married and Joseph was a blacksmith. So they lived in a little shack that was besides the blacksmith's forge. And so Elizabeth and Joseph, they had a baby and Elizabeth was overjoyed And she had brought with her from England her beloved cat. Now, I don't really know what the cat's name is. We all call her Spooky. (laughs) But Elizabeth and Spooky were always by each other's side. Elizabeth had the baby, had a healthy baby girl. And then one day, there was a fire at the forge. And remember, they were living right next door. And Elizabeth and Joseph got out, and they couldn't go back in to save the baby or the cat. Hours later, after the fire had burned out, they went in and they found the baby with the cat curled up around it, trying to comfort it in its last hours. Now, the story breaks my heart, but what happens after is that every time someone in my family experiences a hard time or when times are tough, we see the cat. I feel the cat. I don't ever see her, but... There's stories of my great-grandmother when she found out that her husband had another family on the other side of Atlanta. She saw that cat. When the stock market crash hit, my great-great-grandmother saw the cat. And then lastly, my daughter felt a cat jump on her bed last March, right before we went into quarantine. Luckily, we haven't seen the cat anytime recently, and I'm hoping that we don't see it anytime soon. Thank y'all so much for such a wonderful show. You've gotten us through some real boring days <laughs> here in quarantine. Y'all take care. Oh, I know. Liz and Spooky. I love ah, that story. And I mean, so she, I. she's not kidding around. Like there was even an article written about Spooky in the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. Really? Like back in the 40s or 50s, like a long time ago. I cool. I know. So, it's a famous ghost cat. It is. Exactly. I know. I'm like, can you please find a photo? She's like, girl, this was in yeah. the 1700s. Nobody has a photo of Spooky. Sorry about that. Oh. So, Rebecca, your morning show, Miles in the Morning on K-Love here in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, Thank you for the, thanks for the plug. You're welcome. And people can actually listen to you uh, online, can't they? Oh, yeah. Like every single day, whenever they want, radio.com. It's really easy. You just find K-Love in Dallas. But your morning show actually did a ghost story segment recently. Yeah. And Megan reached out to you with a story. She's got a haunted daycare. She sent some really great videos to us. One is is a bunch of the kids sitting in the classroom like listening to a story and out of nowhere it's like somebody kicks a trash can right behind mm-hmm. them but there's nobody there and all the kids turn around in unison and then the other video is actually Megan walking through the classroom and you see a storage closet just open all on its own and 
then Megan just hauls ass out of there. So uh, <laughs> we will share that video. I don't think we can share the other one just because it's got all of these kids right, in it. Kids. But she reached out to you. Yeah, she's actually very concerned about her daycare and she's looking for someone to come and I guess investigate it. So she was like, if you guys know anybody, can you please hook me up with them? Basically, she's worried about the kids in her daycare. She wants to make sure that they're having a fun time and a safe experience at school. Wow. So she wants to make sure there's nothing bad or ominous that's like lurking around the kiddos. Was that in Dallas or like North Texas? So it's a little bit outside of Dallas. I want to say Glen Rose. So if we have any paranormal teams here in North Texas that are willing to uh, take a little trip, then let right. us know and we'll put you in touch with Megan. And we also have another haunted daycare story. This one comes from Sarah. Hi, Rebecca and Julie. I wanted to tell you about the preschool that I worked at that was open 24 hours, um, but I typically only work there during the days on the weekends. And I had heard some rumblings about a ghost at the school or the school being haunted, but I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it because I was a skeptic. But I had gone there to work in the evening once. And when I was there, we were looking for bibs to use for some of the smaller kiddos. And as I was walking through the building, I went into the infant room and I had this overwhelming feeling that someone was watching me. I turned around and of course, I don't see anyone standing there. And I just kind of hightailed it out of that room because I was just super creeped out. So we went on about our business for the evening. Um, after all of the kids were asleep and the supervisor and I were just holding laundry and doing different things, she had made mention of the ghosts. And so I was like, okay, you know, tell me about this ghost. And she starts telling me all kinds of things. You know, so a lot of it I was like, oh, that can be explained. Until she got to two stories about two students that I knew. One of them was a little girl. She was about two and a half, three. So she said she was walking around with her and the little girl says, hi. And the teacher says, oh, hi, you're going to finally talk to me, you know. And she says, not you, him, and points to the cribs. As she's telling me this, the hairs start to stand up on the back of my neck and I start freaking out. And then she tells me another story about a little girl that was about three who had a really hard time falling asleep. And so she decided to take her into the infant room to rock her. And she said while she was doing that, she kept talking to someone. And the teacher's back is to the cribs, but of course the child is looking at the cribs. And she kept talking away and then the teacher was like, come on, you've got to go to sleep. Let's stop talking. And so the little girl turns her head and says, no, I can't talk to you anymore. And the teacher says, well, who are you talking to? And she said, the man by the cribs. So I, of course, am freaking out and telling her about my experience in that same room earlier, feeling like someone was watching me from the cribs. So she proceeds to tell me that several students at the school claim to see a man whose name is Michael. And then I experienced that a couple of times. One time, for example, we were in an indoor play area and the kid was in the tunnel. He's about four and he was in there just talking away. And I was like, hey, what are you doing in there? You know, and he was like, oh, I'm talking to Michael. And he was in there by himself. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, um, where's Michael? And he said, oh, well, he was here. He's gone now. And that happened a couple of times. So love you guys. Thank you for everything that you do and for spooking us on the daily. I appreciate it. Okay, so not to disparage Michael, but yeah. why the hell are you hanging out at this playground? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, you're dead, first of all. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be there. But leave the kids alone. Um, and, you know, this reminds me when my kids were in daycare there was a McDonald's that was right down the street from the little preschool that they would go to and so we'd go over there afterwards and get them french fries and let them play on the playgrounds you know they always have those right. big slides and everything mm-hmm. well we got a notice at the school that a man had been arrested and no. he was hiding inside the tunnels and trying to get the no. 
minutes to leave with him. Yes, yes. This is a true story. So when she's telling the story, I'm like, it's the ghost of that guy, you know? (laughs) The hamburglar. (laughs) (laughs) It's the really icky hamburglar. (laughs) Yeah, right? Ew. So we're on the phone with Deneen, who sent us two different videos, and uh, we've only shared one of them. I thought it sounded like a ghost saying, f*** you. Um, <laughs> see, that it was very clear to me until we posted it. Everyone else heard something different. So welcome to the Haunted AF podcast, Anine. <laughs> what an introduction, right? Right, right. Yeah. So what is going on in your house that even caused you to set up this camera to begin with? This has been ongoing since I moved in in 2007. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, uh, when I first moved in, the smoke detectors would go off in the middle of the night. I had electricians come out and check everything, and it finally dawned on me after many years that something different was going on. So I set up the cameras, I think it was back in August, just because we were hearing voices. Uh, we'd hear music in the middle of the night, and something's been scaring the bejesus out of the dog. What kind of dog do you have? We have three pit bulls. Oh, my gosh. And those, I mean, I, they're tough dogs. Like, they don't scare very easily. So, right. obviously, something major yeah. is going down in your house. Right, so right. Tell us yeah. about the voices that you're hearing. These, we've not heard, like, the recordings that I sent in. We've not ever heard anything like that right. before. Mm-hmm. So, I was a little um, startled. I've got another one I need to send in that says, get out. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely send that because, um, well, the first one that we posted, I thought that it sounded like you. Um, Oh, that's what I thought, too. I'm going to have to second that. I thought as well. Okay. Because um, what somebody said, possum or awesome. One other person said it sounded like it was at you and that they were mad because nobody blessed them. So maybe that was the problem. Uh, the second one, Deneen, you said it sounded like I win. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Because yeah. I couldn't tell if it was I win or I'm in. Mm-hmm. I, I started wondering, you know how sometimes people are hacking into security systems. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So then I started thinking, is that somebody saying I'm in? But if you've been hearing voices before and there's other things going on, um, mm-hmm. can you tell us about the voices or the music that you're hearing? It hasn't happened in a while, but the, I would hear piano music hmm. coming from an e- another area of the house. And do you have a piano? No, I do not. Okay. I've also heard children laughing Ooh. in back bedrooms when there's no children living in my house. How old is the house? It's a, It was brand new in 2007. Oh. Really? Yeah. Do you know, has it been built on anything, like maybe a burial ground or something? The only thing, I've had a medium come out a couple of times, and she went through with the divining rods, and what we think is going on is that there are ley lines Ooh. that run under my house, mm-hmm. which brings a constant stream of activity. Okay, so now I want to know, your neighbors have any issues? Yes. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. One of my neighbors across the street 
prior to him moving out of state, he would talk about things going on in his house, like feeling cobwebs on his face and hearing voices. Yeah. Do you know anything about the history of the land that the house is built on? I really don't. I know it's an old farming community because I'm out in rural part of the county. That's all I know is it's just an old farming community. I haven't really been able to find out a whole lot about it. So do you sage at all? Have you tried to... to I do. I try to sage at least once a month. I have also put out a crystal point grid on the outside of my house. I've done a lot of research on how to keep these things out. I've also got black tourmaline arrowheads pointing out of the house in every windowsill. That's funny. We've heard a lot about tourmaline lately. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you find this? Is, is this something you find like on Amazon or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, any crystal or gem store, you can find that. Okay. Does it seem to help? Yeah, it does. But if I forget, then I can tell when things start to slowly creep back in. Where do you live? Do you mind telling us? In Gainesville, Florida. Well, Denine, first of all, you need to send us that other audio because we definitely need to hear that. And uh, if everybody wants to see these videos and decide for themselves what Denine ghosts are saying go to hauntedaf.com look for episode seven or go find us on youtube we will share this everywhere or tiktok you know all the places that we share this stuff <laughs> and um just keep us posted a good for yeah. you though it sounds like you're really on top of it and taking it seriously which is mm-hmm. really the best thing you can do you still feel comfortable in your home though you don't feel like threatened or it's like a super no no thing. I, no and i um i'm forceful enough to tell them to back off i would get out you know, yeah, when good it gets for you. to be too much because they've scared our grandkids too. So, oh, really, what happened yeah. with the grandkids? Uh, my oldest grandson will not stay in any of the back bedrooms because he hears things. Mm. Um, he's also heard uh, dishes moving in the sink when there's no dishes in the sink. And when he was a baby, he lived with me, and his toys would go off in the middle of the night. Damn toys! I crazy. hate the stupid toys <laughs> so <laughs> much. <laughs> I hate them. Especially when it's like not a battery operated something. You're right. Having. When I'm a ghost, that's going to be my MO. Oh, I will be I'm in there. So much fun. Yes. Playing with the toys nonstop. Uh-huh. Well, Denise, yeah. keep us posted. Send us that other video and uh, let us know, especially if you ever hear any other history that's yeah. made it so active. Me too. So I will do some more digging. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. So we just celebrated our two year anniversary of the Haunted AF podcast and we decided to revisit a story from episode one about Ron's experience at the Pettigrew State Park. So you can find that video. Yeah, Yeah, we reshared it on Facebook, Twitter, on YouTube. Such a cool story. But it was. So Ron was camping near Lake Phelps and lot number 13 when he Mm -hmm. saw what appeared to be like a Confederate soldier playing a guitar in his tent. And this was a long experience. It lasted about 30 minutes. So we wanted to interview Ron, but he's actually traveling with his son who's like this badass golf star this kid's 13 13 years old and he's number 15 in the state of North Carolina so yeah that's amazing good for you Charlie but um so Ron instead though put us in touch with the people who actually work at the campground at Pettigrew State Park and so that's how we got in touch with Christy so we actually asked Christy if she had had any stories to share with us and first of all she's not actually sure that it was James Pettigrew that Ron saw the difference here is that he had short curly hair instead of long hair like the guitar player that was in Ron's tent. 
Oh. She'd also never heard of James ever playing the guitar, but there are several people buried nearby at Somerset Place, mm-hmm. which was the plantation that was owned by the Pettigrew family. And there's also a family graveyard that still stands there today. Oh, so many tragic stories. Here's just a handful of them. And this doesn't even include James Pettigrew dying at Gettysburg. You got mm-hmm. Polly Pettigrew, who died while giving birth to her twins, Mary and James, in 1786. They're all buried there on the family plot. Polly's other son, John, lived to be 20. 20, but he died when he came home to visit and then got a fever. Oh. So then the only surviving son from that family grew up and had nine children, three of whom died of cholera oh. when they were little. Their mother, Nancy, also died during the birth of her last child and is also buried on the family plot. And then there was another story about two of the Pettigrew children who drowned in a canal while playing with mm. two of the enslaved children who lived there. And that canal runs right by the campground. So Christy also wrote, there was a myth that the Pettigrews were buried with their mother which left to some desecration of the cemetery. There's a trail that leads to it named the Cemetery Trail, and it's only reachable by foot. There's some very interesting and profoundly sad tombstones there. She actually sent a picture that was taken after the graves were robbed. Oh, sad. Oh, my God. Christy said that someone had even admitted to spreading their father's ashes at that campground once. So there could be plenty of ghosts running around up in there. That said, Ron still feels certain that it was James Johnson Pettigrew that was in his tent that night. Yeah, and we have pictures of him. So when Ron yeah. looked at that, he was like, oh yeah, that is totally the guy. But when you think about it, this is like the Scooby-Doo checklist of is this place haunted? You know, <laughs> you have all these tragic totally. deaths. Yeah, you have people whose ashes being spread on the ground. Yeah. You have desecrated graveyards. Oh yeah, this place is definitely haunted. But then, okay, I tried to get Christy on the podcast. I'm like, can we call you and interview you? And She's like, I'm really busy. Plus, I keep fielding all of these phone calls about the werewolves. And I'm, like, I'm sorry. Say what now? I don't like. Hold up. Did you say There's werewolves? werewolves? <laughs> yes. So, you know what? We have not had any real werewolf stories. So, <laughs> well, guess what? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, the Travel Channel, the Travel Channel, recently Holy did crap. a story about werewolves at Pettigrew State Park. So, some people claim that they had an actual encounter. Now, I have been googling the hell out of this, and I can't find uh-huh. any specific stories. I'm going to have to find this Travel Channel episode. But Christy said when they watched the episode, they were laughing because they were like, that wasn't even Pettigrew State Park. These people who had the experience ended up at the Alligator (laughs) River Wildlife Refuge. But here's the thing. So I'm Googling werewolves in North Carolina or whatever, and I fall down this rabbit hole of the vampire beast of Bladenboro, the Lake Norman monster, and uh, the the lizard man of Scape or Swamp. There's all kinds of shit running around North and South Carolina. No kidding. I want to see the lizard man. I know. <laughs> but all of this to say, you can go to this campground. They are open. You can <gasps> even rent out this lot number 13 that Ron was camping on. And we are going to post all of that. Hauntedaf.com. And I'm going to try to find this Travel Channel episode about the Pettigrew State Park werewolves. Same, because I want to watch all of that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, send us your stories. We like them written, recorded, audio, video. Um, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. There's something I kind of feel like we need to address because I got called out pretty hard in a review on Apple Podcasts this week. Uh Uh-oh. I can't even look at those anymore because people are mean. People have been real mean lately. So here's the thing. When people share their scary stories, they're giving a testimony. So they give you all the information they can think of. Right. Sometimes all that information just kind of uh, sucks some of the scary 
out of the story. It makes it hard to follow. So uh, sometimes if the stories are really long, I will write them back and say, hey, do you mind re-recording this for me? You can take out the part about how much your dogs weigh or where you went to dinner. Please just focus on this part. Well, apparently that really pissed somebody off. Mm -hmm. And they went on Apple Podcast Reviews and they complained about it, but they also implied that I told them what to say. And I don't. I would never say, say this because it's scarier. I might say, you don't need to give us the entire layout of your house. I'm going to stop looking at the reviews because clearly they're not helping. But send your stories. And I'm sorry you people hate my laugh, okay? I'm so (laughs) sorry. It's the one God gave me. You can blame him. (laughs) Okay. Coming up next week, we know everybody's starting to plan their summer vacations. It's part of the reason we wanted to talk about Pettigrew State Park again over there by Lake Phelps. But we are going to dig up some fun haunted vacations for you if you're planning on traveling because fingers crossed hopefully we're going to be a little safer to do that this summer and for those who don't feel like traveling we have found an awesome virtual tour and we're going to tell you all about it on the next haunted af and don't forget to subscribe to haunted af on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts please follow us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and of course tiktok you can even contact us directly through our website hauntedaf.com gotta say thanks to andrew mamalica and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 